Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Albie, a few uh, housekeeping notes, I call them. Mm-hmm. We'll do the Patreon tomorrow because Albie has to get going. And, um, oh, why did you say those things to me this morning, by the way? What? Those things that you woke me up with, with to say. What compelled you? I was reading stuff online. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, that's okay. I appreciate it. You know, my wife just said some cons- considerate things this morning in there. I just wanted to call you out and say uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you, too. Thank you. Um... Um, so, all right. One small thing I want to get out of the way. Bernie Sanders was on State of the Union with Jake Tapper this morning, and they were talking about, Sanders, of course, hates Israel and wants Netanyahu in jail and the, yeah, yeah. Um, and they were talking about- Well, uh, now we've expanded to the Houthis. They're now right. people marching in support of the Houthis, who are like- the worst of the worst. Right, that, just, like right. their motto is like we hate America and want you all dead. And people are like, yeah, go them. Yeah, and they it's love like it. weird. And they yeah, and they booed when we did the airstrikes a few days ago. Right, they were like <clears throat> chanting to stop another boat or whatever. Yeah, so so weird. So in yeah. hi, and we'll talk about that at some point. We're gonna have to break down Alice and get a freaking thing. What's that thing called? Roadcaster. Someday. I mean, the original ones are cheap now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're... But uh, the one, I think the difference between the one and the two is a really big difference, is what people tell me. Yeah, but do we need... Do, damn it. I'm, you know what we need is just to not have a thousand wires. That's what we need. Yeah. Because this is... I can hear the it, the pan going left and right and all sorts of crap. By the way, it's compression. Compression. Com- KMS that you hear on Howard Stern's voice. Compression. Oh. All right. Um, so this is the thing. Both Bernie Sanders and Jake Tapper both today talked about 
and we need to um, we need for Israel to address the violent attacks from Hamas. And they both said Hamas, and to each other they said Hamas, 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 Hamas. Mm-hmm. I know we've kind of talked about this, and it seems like a small thing, but why are we doing that? We speak American English, and we don't have in in. In American well, English. right. They don't say Paris when they talk about France. Right. So why are we doing this for these dirtbags? We're affording Hamas. What does it show that, like, you know, what a mighty stand-up guy. He's giving Hamas some due respect. It reminds me of when Kerry would talk about ISIS, and he'd call them Daesh. Remember he would right. do that? And, and he'd also have a little inflection of some kind of accent, and that was supposed to be a very high-minded, like, diss to them, because it actually meant that before the Ottoman right. Empire... Oh, ISIS actually, um, you know, gives them too much credence. If you call them ISIS, you're... Just call them the easy <clears throat> thing that everyone's calling them. Right. Daesh. Hama. Like, don't say that. We don't, we don't have that... We don't have that noise in American English. <laughs> we don't have it, Okay. It's so petty, and you know what? It's such a signifier that the person's a walking leadish douchebag. It really is. It is. Right. And it wasn't just his. Uh, the other shows were doing it too, and they're kind of one, one up each other. If I was at a dinner, if my brother, if I ever were sitting around having uh, beers, and my brother said, "Yeah, I hope that we can put an end to Hamas," <laughs> I would throw an effing lamp at him, and he would know one was coming. Like nobody for real. Where do you draw the line, though? Because you're not okay with nuclear either. Nuclear no, upsets you. Yeah, that's inadequate pronunciation. Nucle- nuclear, because you're omitting an, an L. You know, that's that's no. I'm not for the mispronunciation. Um, I, I'm just saying that we don't have to overdo it just to show. Imagine that, my friend, our my friend Eddie, is from I'm just saying that Puerto because- Rico. In in, it, obviously has been speaking Spanish his whole life and English his whole life, whole life, and he would never pull this crap. He doesn't he, say he Latinos? Said, he, no, he wouldn't say, oh, he wouldn't say <laughs> Latinos. He would not say El Salvador. He wouldn't pull any of this crap. As a matter of fact, he's, he would punch me if I said it. <laughs> Get this. I freaking hate it. Hamas. F off. Stupid bunch of jerks. Yeah. I just, the only reason I brought up nuclear is because when I was in high school, obviously, George W. Bush was yeah. president. And all the same people who were upset and wanted him to say... Iraq and Iran instead of Iraq uh, also were upset that he said nuclear. Those were all proof that he was a moron. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Although you should not say nuclear. And the people with the glottal stop thing, and it's all over Connecticut. Come on. it's There's no such thing as die in Massachusetts. <laughs> Just stop. Put the effort. I know everybody they can do They love that it. in Connecticut. They're all about oh, that they are. glottal stop. It's a total stop. Connecticut thing, yes. Mm-hmm. It just It's just Dighton. Or if you want to, you can even jerk about Dighton. That's fine. <laughs> you don't mind that kind of jerk. I don't, I, I just, like, you can, t- you can, everybody can handle these words. Everybody can handle these words. Mm-hmm. But you say February. That's right. Because it's an elitist put on to pronounce the R because the R is silent. It's not silent. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. It is, it is silent. It's an old holdover from the uh, old English the R is silent. It's a wow. There's war going on. Oh crap! They're fighting. They are fighting. Um, guys. Guys, what's what's going on? Did he stop though? Maybe they're reuniting. <laughs> okay. How would you spell fighting? Uh, F I. 
G H apostrophe I N G is what I would do. No, but it's in fight in. Oh, you'd have you'd have apostrophe I N apostrophe. Wait, apostrophe. What? What is an apostrophe again? Oh, that's that thing. <laughs> okay, I used a dash. <laughs> fight in. So okay, F I G H apostrophe I N. Okay, so by the way, on the on us attacking the Houthis. I've always hated Iran. I want to bomb Tehran. I'm fine with that. I am a um, um, neocon. I am for wars. I am for Iraq. I was for that. I was for Afghanistan. Too bad we don't have Mike Code Pink Montante in today. I am for bombing the crap out of these Houthi mm-hmm. morons, imbeciles. I don't care about them. Um, I'm for bombing uh, Tehran and, dis- and uh, destabilizing the country. Let's do it. I'm all for it. I had no problem. Yeah, I like to give Obama crap, but I he was, was big into drone. He droned everybody. It didn't matter. And I'm. I think that. I think that our place in the world is to uh, be the ultimate um, superpower in the world and have the ultimate influence in every corner. I think it's a good and healthy thing. Better us than anybody else who's on planet Earth right, right. now. Right, we're about to be subsumed by China, so or supplanted by China. I mean, but it's better for everybody if we're in that role and not China and not Russia and not Iran or any of these other people, right? I believe, yes. And a lot of people, including a lot of our friends, including people listening right now, do not believe that. A lot of Trump voters want us the hell out. Well, and I mean, that's what it gets down to because I think... That's ultimately the sort of cynicism that I think a lot of people on the right, like Tucker, have stepped into mm-hmm. when they've now backtracked from wanting us to have gone into Iraq and um, wanting us to not be the world's police and, you know, hanging out with Glenn, Glenn Greenwald and essentially saying, like, are we really any different from Russia? You know, are we really yes. any better? Yes. And I think the answer has always been yes i mean like are we working on it (laughs) the three-letter agencies really want to put trump in jail like i i do think they assassinate people and stuff sometimes Mm. are we better than russia and the kgb and putin yes we still absolutely are right do we try and pull some of the same crap yeah but uh, like i don't it's on a continuum and we're in not where putin is right and unfortunately you know, uh, exercising these wars and global um, dominance and influence like that does require an embracement of these agencies, of the TSA, not the TSA, of the NSA, of FBI, the CIA. CIA of the, exactly. Right. So that's tricky because at the same time, I want to bulldoze the Hoover building, but we also need them. There is such a good th- thing as good governance. Now, I know that there's already, I can feel the people loading ak-47s uh but i believe that there can be good governance i know that we've toppled dictators installed dictators all around the world and the shah and this and that and and he was a bad guy but you know what you look at pictures of 1971 iran and was pretty damn awesome get the most beautiful women on the planet and force them to cover up freaking backwards radical just psychotics um so so I, I am for that. I, I do understand, though, well, but that people I, I like think Mark we're Milley, on a path to try and head towards being as bad as some of those other countries. Right. Yeah. And like, I, I don't trust Mark Milley. We don't have a Secretary of Defense at the moment. 
No, but, he's still in the hospital. Yeah. And like, as far as I know, no update on when he'll be out. No. Which is No, Kirby was on today and he talked about like a little bit about physical therapy and some other things. And, <laughs> well, uh, okay. And that they were going to review. Is, they, the White House admits it wasn't properly. Seth Moulton has called for him to be whacked. Um, but Lloyd Austin should obviously be fired. And so does, should this chick on the beach in, in Puerto Rico. Like, And his staffers that hid it from other people. There's a bunch of people that work for him that were like his little underlings that went around telling people he was working from home. Well, obviously, the reason it was found out that he wasn't around is that people were looking for him. Because of needed, the Hootie stuff. Because they needed things. Probably the Hootie stuff. Yeah, they needed things. Mm-hmm. So like, where's the, is he in? No. Where is he? He's oh, just not working in. from home. Oh, but if you want, um, there's this other girl who's on vacation in Puerto Rico. You can email her if you need something right now right. because he might not get back to you right away. Like, what's happening? I, that whole story is just so insane. If yeah. I did that at my work, I'd be fired. Right. If I went into the hospital to treat my cancer with surgery without telling anyone and then ended up in the ICU for weeks... Well, yeah. And, you know, nobody knew that I was out sick. Yes, that was, it's not if my pre- boss hadn't heard it's for a week. It's not they prefer to have him around. It's they need him. It's the chain of command. In the, like in, for the United States military, they absolutely need him. It's not. Right. Like, it's a, in right. The, it's, my job's not even important, and I'd be fired if I did that. As well, would any of you listening, too, I'm sure. Well, right. In my job from, from Monday through Friday, there's no, like, there's never a time where I'm not allowed to. Not be there unless somebody <laughs> knows and I'm allowed to be somewhere else. Yeah, if your boss just didn't know you weren't coming in yes. for a week. And they don't, it's, and it's, they have before faded me up and had no noise coming out and said, Tom, 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 you're not off, are you? Tom, Tom, and texted me instead of when I've been late getting to, in mm-hmm. front of this mic. Oh, but, I was going to just lie for you and say technical issues, but. Well, sometimes, sometimes I, sometimes I'm just late, but, um, so so that brings us to the problem, the bad government, which is this unbelievable story that I see it in NBC News. Okay. Hold on. I have a thousand ad blockers that need to be addressed. Okay. Always let me see NBC News. Hold on. I got to hit undo another ad blocker. Yes, I can see NBC News. Power down. Okay. Power down. <laughs> So it just like did this. Okay. Well, I think the issue is that places like NBC need you to turn your ad blockers off because yeah. they want to show you the ads. No, I know. So they won't let you watch the video. No, but, I know, but yeah. it's it's almost every media site is like that. Right. But I, I but I keep having it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. This is an incredible an incredible story. This right. is Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious? Yeah, that's the yeah. one where they were selling guns at the border. No, right? that's not this. Okay. This is... Um, Wasn't uh, that that one? No. Uh, dun, jump, jump and Jack Flash. What's the operation that, called the FBI that they were doing? Hurricane Psycho? Dragon Star Earring? <laughs> Come on, Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Uh, operation... I'm not sure what we're getting yet. Okay. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know stuff like that. Yes, you do know this. Crossfire Hurricane. Okay. It's the Rolling Stones. Crossfire Hurricane. Uh, uh, Jumping Jack Flash, right? You don't know? No? Okay. doesn't no. matter. Okay. But that's ahead. what this is again. 
This is these Intel services setting up to do it all again. Fears grow. Can you believe the way this is written? Fears grow that Trump will use the military in dictatorial ways if he returns to the White House. Among those being mentioned for Trump's Secretary of Defense are Christopher Miller, who served temporarily during his administration, Michael Flynn, and Mike Pompeo. Donald Trump, Daylight Washington, Donald Trump, there are eight bylines on this. Donald Trump is sparking fears among those who understand the inner workings of the Pentagon that he would convert the nonpartisan U.S. military into the muscular arm of his political agenda as he makes comments about dictatorship and devalues the checks and balances that underpin the nation's two-century-old democracy. So here they go. Do you know anybody who's been devaluing uh, checks and balances in the executive branch recently, by the way? Right. But here we go again. Oh, this time he's going to use it. For his real dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Last time it was fake. If he He's runs- going to politicize the military. Say the people who've been working overtime to try and get anybody vaguely right wing out of the military. A circle of appointees independent of Trump's political operations steered him away from ideas that would have pushed the limits of presidential power in his last term, according to books they've written. In testimony <laughs> given to Congress, most were gone by the end. In a new term, many former officials worry that Trump would instead surround himself with loyalists, unwilling to say no. He's putting people loyal to him in there. Right. That being said... Who, by the way, like Anthony Blinken would be considered a loyalist. He's a guy who got all of the heads of intel agencies to say the New York Post story about Hunter Biden was fake. Right. Or somebody like Merrick Garland, who's sending the FBI out of people who go to school board meetings. Right. Trump raised fresh questions about his intentions if he regains power by putting forward a legal theory that a president would be free to do nearly anything with impunity, including assassinate assassinate political rivals, so long as Congress can't muster the votes to impeach him and throw him out of office. So this is from his lawyers hashing out his uh, immunity. Right. Trump's not making that argument necessarily. He's got lawyers in court defending him from these cases, which they're now using the arguments as lawyers make in court while they're indicting him to say that he's going to be a dictator. Right. And that hypothetical was not brought up by his team. Right. Now bracing for Trump's potential return, a loose knit network of public interest groups (laughs) and lawmakers is quietly devising plans to try to foil any efforts to expand presidential power, which could include pressuring the military to cater to his political needs. Huh. Loose-knit network of public interest groups and lawmakers quietly devising plans. Sounds a lot like what happened in 2016, too. Sounds a lot like a coup, doesn't it? Yeah. Quietly devising plans. In other words, like like Mark Milley calling yeah. China and saying, oh, don't worry about it. It's, it's no problem. Or what's his face? Strzok is that guy? Like the, Stroke, all, Peter Stroke, yeah. Stroke, the, all those people that like, don't worry, we're going to keep him from really being in power. These people that <laughs> hamstrung his first administration for years and years, they're going to make sure, again, he's not really the commander in chief. of All the Trump forces. wanted from the military was planes and parades. Remember? Right. He wanted a parade. They, they even said that's so and maybe authoritarian. to go after the Black Lives Matter protesters. That's, they said that was so authoritarian. Which actually would have been good. Well, of course the, the, you got to protect the federal government's property. Oh, God. Those taking part in the effort told NBC News they are studying Trump's path 
they are studying. So in other words, Michael Beschlos right. um, and the, 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 and the Intel guys, what are their names? Bennett, what was his name? The guy with the big bug eyes who ran the CIA? Doesn't matter. You don't have names today. It's okay. <laughs> the Intel guys. Those taking part in the effort told NBC News that they are studying Trump's uh, past actions and 2024 policy positions so that they will be able and ready if he wins in November. That involves preparing to take legal action and send letters to Trump appointees spelling out consequences they'd face if they undermine constitutional norms. I love that. Great. And that also, of course, that threatens people. This article is coming out to let people know you better not serve in this administration. Yeah, this is a shot across or the bow. we're going to come and get you. And then they're going to go out there and say, like, look, nobody competent will work for his administration. Well, yeah, because you threatened all of them that you're going right. to indict them for the rest of their lives and send them to prison if they work in Trump's executive branch. Right. Which, by the way, like undermining constitutional norms, like I get it this has been a long-standing thing that's been a debate about how much power should the executive branch has and the legislature is happy to cede power to the executive branch because then they don't have to make political decisions which you know makes them feel sad if then stressed if they have to like vote on something so this has been going on for a long time but you don't see anybody threatening employees of the cdc that if they sign off on biden's executive order to you know pause evictions during covid that they're gonna you know come after them with legal consequences for undermining the constitution even though everyone knew it was unconstitutional at the time biden admitted it was unconstitutional pelosi said it was unconstitutional but cory bush sat in front of congress you know complaining about it so they just did it anyway to make the base happy and throw it to the supreme court that was unconstitutional everyone knew it was unconstitutional nobody wrote from the judicial um from what's it called the department of justice nobody was writing letters to people who worked in the executive branch saying you better not go along with this executive order or we're going to come after you with legal consequences that is insane that's legitimately insane they're trying to get people not to serve in the trump administration for fear of legal consequences i mean this is the way it's always been is that presidents in the executive branch try to overstep because they can't get Congress to go along with their stuff and then the courts shoot it down. This has been going on literally since the founding of the Republic. This is what they do. A lot of the stuff they're going to try to do is going to be unconstitutional, you know. And people bring up when we talk about this immunity stuff. I mean, like, I'm not clear on, like, exactly what I think the constitutional line is supposed to be. But obviously, like... You know, people always bring up like Obama droned American citizens who were overseas and stuff during his administration. And he didn't like go to jail on murder charges for that. Right. So uh, obviously there's some kind of understanding that presidents are allowed to make policy and military decisions in ways that, you know, and, and like Biden's eviction moratorium or student loan forgiveness or whatever, like. Presidents are at least somewhat allowed to test the limits of what's constitutional without having personal legal consequences. What the limits of that are, I'll let like the lawyers and judges work out together. But clearly there's some kind of unwritten rule there that presidents are allowed to do stuff. Wary of Trump's staying power, he's running about even with President Joe Biden in the polls. Democratic lawmakers already known to be adverse adversarial to Trump are working on a parallel track. Uh. Among the least understood tools available to a president is the Insurrection Act. Vaguely worded, 
It gives a president considerable discretion in deciding what constitutes an uprising and when it is okay to deploy active duty military in response, experts say. Solemn lawmakers on Capitol Hill worry that Trump might invoke the act to involve the armed forces in the face of domestic protests or if the midterm elections don't go his way. Huh, aren't they kind of using that? Mm-hmm. Isn't it the left that's using the uh, you know the guise of insurrection to kick in doors to um, to investigate moms for liberty like you've been talking about? It's amazing. Of course, amazing. This is what Dick Blumenthal says. Our friend Alice. Mm-hmm. There are an array of horrors that could result from Donald Trump's unrestricted use of the Insurrection Act. Blumenthal said, "It's so funny when our guys abusing the Constitution. That's absolutely fine. But when Trump's doing it, mm-hmm. an array of horrors." A malignantly motivated president could use it in a vast variety of dictatorial ways unless at some point the military itself resisted. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What they deem to be an unlawful order. But that places a very heavy burden on the military. Trump's vow to seek retribution on behalf of those he says have been wronged and betrayed has sparked fears that he would use the presidential powers more broadly as a cudgel against political foes. How dare they? Right. How freaking dare they? Yeah. Um, But there's all this news like being reported in this tone, like this is fine. Just I mean, the media is so far gone. In terms of like the law or anything, right? It's the other legal story that jumped out at me that, I mean, this is an AP story and this, the way that this is written and the way that it's framed are, you know, just crazy. Listen to this. This is from the AP. DEI opponents are using an 1866 civil rights law to challenge equity policies in the workplace. New York AP. Opponents of workplace diversity programs are increasingly banking on a section of the Civil Rights Act of 1866 to challenge equity policies, as well as funding to minority-owned businesses. You know what's very interesting is that even the headline, the headline cutely establishes that this is the, some kind of abuse of the law well it establishes that the default are equity policies right the default and norms these are the norms are equity policies now they're finding a loophole to try to get rid of these norms right that, that, who would have a problem with these norms these are very all very normal of course the mm-hmm. truth is that the equity policies are the use, radical policies they're trying to secretly use the civil rights act to 
kill minority-owned businesses, honey. Can you believe it? Section 1981 of the act was originally meant to protect formerly enslaved people or black people specifically from economic exclusion. But now the American Alliance for Equal Rights, a group run by Edward Bloom, the conservative activist who challenged affirmative action in higher education and won, is citing the section to go after a venture capital fund called the Fearless Fund, which invests in businesses owned by women of color. Wait a second. This they're they're anti-discriminatory? Black people. And now they're using it to go after women of color. Can you believe it? Our discrimination is good. A federal appeals court temporarily blocked funding for the Fearless Fund's grant program as the case proceeds. They've already stopped the black women from getting the money. Conservative activists have brought lawsuits using the 1981 section against other companies and institutions, including the insurance company Progressive and pharmaceutical giant Pfizer. The cases are being monitored carefully as the battle over racial considerations shift to the workplace following the U.S. Supreme Court's June ruling ending affirmative action in college admissions. Oh my God, they're using the civil rights law to stop discrimination. It's amazing. While the 1981 statute had been used well before the latest affirmative action ruling to prove reverse discrimination, Alfonso David Fearless Funds Legal Counsel, who serves as president and CEO of the Global Black Economic Forum, said that there's a coordinated use of Section 1981 that we did not see before. The 1866 Civil Rights Act prohibited discrimination on the basis of race, color, and ethnicity when making and enforcing contracts. Section 1981 specifically grants all individuals within the U.S. jurisdiction the same rights and benefits enjoyed by white citizens regarding contractual relationships. However, blah, 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 the Supreme Court in 1976 said that cuts the other way, too, that you also aren't allowed to discriminate against white people. Equity, Alice. Biden talked and about it on this. the road. When I got elected, I promised my administration I have more women in my cabinet than men. Not because they're, I'm searching. There's as many qualified women as there are men. Yeah, Deb Haaland. Is that one of them? Mm-hmm. As many qualified blacks as there are white. I mean, and we just have to stop looking at each other like we're the enemy. First of all, we don't know if there are as many any one thing as any other thing. No. We, what a broad, we, stupid thing to say to try to fluff up by Cody. Listen to this. It's a very clever game plan, said Randolph McLaughlin, a civil rights attorney and law professor at Pace University, referring to the use of the 1866 law. They want to turn civil rights law upside down. <laughs> it's a very clever game game plan to use the law that outlaws discrimination on the basis of race to go after people who are discriminating based on race. It's just a wildly tricky maneuver. No one could have possibly seen that coming. So anyway, it goes into the whole thing and how this is like going to affect a bunch of stuff because, you know, the college... It's almost like using like, Title IX to protect women in women's sports. It's weird that... You know? Yeah. No, Title IX is meant to be used to protect trans women in women's sports. <laughs> wow. Very clever. Very clever game plan. Freaking amazing. <laughs> but the media just like straight face writes these articles and they're like, this dangerous Supreme Court might actually listen to these arguments. That the law that says that you can't discriminate on the basis of race when you're hiring might mean that you can't actually discriminate on the basis of race when hiring. Yeah. Very tricky. The Supreme Court could be open to that argument. This is scary stuff. This is good. Well, you know what it precisely is. That NAACP guy is, you know, you know what the word for this is. When you use laws to make racist a policy to benefit black people, Mm -hmm. it's anti racism. 
Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Because anti-racism actually, technically speaking, is racism. Yes. Which is why they never wanted to find what these things are. No. It's precisely right. So, uh, big, big developments, Alice. Just six months ago, um, this is... um, um, Doug Burgum talking to Chuck Todd. Would you ever do business with Donald Trump? Uh, I don't think so. Why? I would, I just think that it's important that you're uh, judged by the company you keep, and I... You just wouldn't do business with him? No, I wouldn't. Then in breaking news, Burgum has endorsed Trump now, which actually I am surprised by. Mm-hmm. Haley's going to endorse Trump too. You think she's not? Um. Yes. I think. I think. But I, she's going to. In Burgum like two months, she'll be out need, there endorsing Trump. Burgum doesn't need the money. You know, is it really? Is it to, to be Secretary of Energy? That's that's worth it for that. Yeah. <laughs> is it that good? Unless I think it's could... the insider trading that you that really yeah, yeah, pays yeah, off when you're in the, in the cabinet or whatever. I think that's how it works. I don't know. I'm not that close to the level levers of power, thankfully for everybody. But Trump, funny uh, on the did campaign trail. Yeah. They had to go a long way to their war on free speech, right up until trying to jail their number one political opponent, me. My parents never had this in mind for me. They're looking down. They're saying, my son's been indicted four times. <laughs> they didn't know what the word indictment means. Neither did I. What does indictment mean? I got indicted. I got indicted more than the late great gangster Alphonse Capone. Alphonse. You ever hear of Al Capone Scarface? He killed people. If, if he went to dinner... Even with like a guy like Dan Gable, you don't get tougher than Dan Gable. The guy had the greatest wrestler. And even Jim says the greatest in the history of our country. <laughs> there is obviously medication available for this, but there is nobody in, who has ever been in politics who ever goes on this thinking path. This is amazing. And it's fantastic. We went from they're in a war on free speech. My dead parents are looking down on me. This isn't what they had in mind for me. Nobody even had heard of what an indictment is. And now we're in, like, people Al Capone killed. Well, Alphonse, (laughs) you know, with all full uh, deference. But if he went to work and had dinner and didn't like Dan Gable, by the morning, Dan Gable was gone. Forget it. Al Capone. Al Capone was indicted one time, Billy. I've been indicted four times because I said the election was rigged, and I was right. Do you ever notice they don't go after the people that rigged the election? They go after the people that question the integrity of the election. Nobody got indicted for spying on my campaign. Nobody got indicted for rigging the election just for looking into it. Now, we're changing things around these caucus. I've never seen spirit like we have now. So we should probably talk about the straight up caucuses uh, what it seems to me is from all of the all of the analysis i've read and listened to mm-hmm. is that trump is the incumbent and nobody else matters this is finito yeah. there's a chance that that um he's probably going to win by more than biden would if they were are they even doing them for democrats i don't Did think we so. figure that out i don't no, even but here's are. the thing is that like, like i i've been hearing a lot about the the team and the infrastructure that desantis has there so desantis could you know pull out a rabbit out of his hat and, i've heard so and, i've heard and, this and beat haley 
But then, then what? It, yeah, he could because it's like super, super snowy and cold in Iowa. Then he's going to get crushed 49 straight times. Right. So, okay, yeah, he could pull a rabbit out of his hat and beat Haley. He's already said he's not campaigning in New Hampshire. He's going straight to South Carolina. And then where, he backtracked. Where he's gonna get crushed. And then he backtracked and said, no, I'm doing events in New Hampshire. I mean, so I was reading up on this a bit. There's literally never been, and you were playing stuff that, you know, he's, there's never been a lead this big mm. in the Iowa caucuses going in like this in an open race ever. And, and not only that, I was reading more online, like the polls can be off a little bit because of the weirdness of caucuses and them requiring so organization to way, right? to compared to like speech. just a straight up right. primary, a straight up primary race. But the most it's ever been off is like eight points. Hmm. Well, well. And he's up like 30. You know what I mean? So that would be a historic misfire by the polls. Not that polls are always right, but, you know, for, for Haley or DeSantis to come out and win at this point would be absolutely astonishing and like totally out of keeping unless, I mean, the polls would have to be just really so, 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 so wrong. And like polls can be wrong, but generally not that much, not like 30 points wrong. That's not what generally happens. And so, I mean, I don't know. But Nikki Haley was there. Did you see the sweater she was wearing? No. And at first I was like, oh, what's the big deal? She's wearing this sweater. So she's wearing a sweater that people were complaining is um, was made by this woman. It's a $235 sweater from a British designer. Oh, yes. Who, she likes Hamas, basically. So right. first I saw this headline and I was like, eh, I mean, how much you, do you know if the clothes you wear are designed by somebody who likes Hamas? Like, I don't know. I'm like, Where's China on Hamas? <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily like know if a designer that I wore, you know, liked Hamas personally or not. It wouldn't occur to me. But then I saw what the sweater was. Did you actually see the sweater? No. It's a sweater. And this is in then I was... This is just why I hate Nikki Haley. I'm sorry, Nikki Haley. I want to like you. I do. But I, I was going to give you a pass on the sweater. But then the sweater is a sweater that says across the front, she who dares wins. So no wonder it's made by a freaking designer that likes Hamas because it's made by some idiotic feminist leftist moron who's making like politically charged sweaters. What? Yeah, it's down there, plugged in. Go ahead and I thought you were using it already. Um so yeah, of course. If you're picking the sweater that has the corny leftist feminist one liner emblazoned across the front of the sweater, then yeah, it's probably gonna be made by some idiotic leftist person. Right. Duh. So I mean like bad choice but like perfectly epitomizes nikki haley to me that she's wandering around in the like she who dares wins sweater yeah i, I did listen to um desantis was on uh maybe state of the union with with tapper um yeah i think so that sounds um right. did you hear the interview um i didn't but i saw that oh yeah he talked about one-on-one yeah, on and, and one with presidential candidate ron desantis he talked about um he talked about Yemen and the Houthis and and using the Navy and this and that. Of course, that's his bailiwick. He knows all right. about the Navy and he was using all. He's a really good candidate. 
He, if I had a magic wand, yeah. I'd just make him president. He'd be a great he's, president, but that's not how this works. He is like, so competent. He we'll is so competent. We'll get him in 2028 well, because he, the thing is, the he'll Trump- He'll be our Secretary of Defense. Will he? Or AG. Sure. I think a lot of people are going to stay away from the Trump administration. I think he's going to be in Florida I, doing his Florida thing. It worked out pretty well for him in the last administration because he was not associated with the I think Trump would love stuff. him because he's a killer. He's excellent. And he would he yells at the media. I think Trump mm -hmm. would like him. Plus, yeah, keeps him safe. Although Trump can't run for re-election, can he? So, I don't know. One of my last thing is um, Edward Tomich in the main wire. Yarmouth Elementary School replaces Valentine's Day with Friendship Day to be inclusionary. Oh, yeah. One of our kids asked me today yeah. if we celebrate valentine's day i was like what do you mean of course we celebrate valentine's day but i guess that makes sense yarmouth elementary school in maine principal ryan gleason announced in a letter to families that instead of celebrating valentine's day february 14th the school will be having a friendship day celebration in his letter gleason explains that yes he has been reflecting on the celebration of holidays through an inclusionary lens of course there you go it's uh, that's all you need to know as a result of our reflection and research this year's valentine's day will be celebrated at yes on february 14th and as friendship day Ah. As part of that celebration, we wanted to let you know well in advance that you do not need to send any items to school for that day. Told families that students came to school with Valentine's Day cards, candy, or toys, the school will have the students place those items in their bags to bring back home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Imagine that. Lock them up in your bag, bring them right back home. It is funny because it is literally what the communists did in Eastern Europe. Yeah. That's why there's all these fake holidays. Like That's why... Um, you know, Labor Day on May 1st is a thing because that's meant to like replace Easter. That's why you have like International Women's Day on March 8th because that's meant to like replace Valentine's Day, culturally speaking. When my dad was growing up, he had like, like Grandfather Frost or whatever would mm -hmm. come on New Year's instead of Santa coming on Christmas. So it was like they're just trying to like make all the things like Valentine's Day's Friendship Day now. You know, just make everything as like bland and inoffensive as possible, flatten all just the culture this down. To saying nothing. this, as such, Valentine's cards, candy, and toys purchased outside of school should not be brought to school that day. Those items make their way in. We will be having <laughs> students place them in their bags to bring back home, which means the only people like if any kids are going to do like actual Valentine's Day stuff, it's all underground. Right, it's all unlawful. Susie, right. Of course, they pretty much taken like the joy out of Valentine's Day, even by the time that yeah. I was a kid, because you already like there was no like sending somebody a Valentine or not. Like you had to, if you were bringing in Valentines, you had to bring everybody in the class. <coughs> we are confident that students will have a positive Friendship Day celebration <laughs> on February fourteenth. If you have any questions, oh. Gross. Now, so I remember Valentine's Day being one of those days that was absolutely exclusionary. Some kids like got a lot of Valentine's cards, and some mm -hmm. kids got very little. It was it could be a painful day, you know. Yeah. Well, like I was saying, by ideally the time you were I was smart a kid, enough to broker mm -hmm. a deal where you'd get some from somebody else. Well, when I was a kid, you wouldn't. We had to bring them for everybody. If you brought Valentines, you had to bring a Valentine for everybody. You credit. Freaking, well, that's inclusion, right. you know. So. That was already a thing by the time I was a kid. They were already concerned about it that way. Although by like, so, I mean, I think by high school, I don't know if people were like into Valentine's per se, but I don't know if your high school had anything like this, but we had singing Valentine's that was done as a fundraiser for the music program. Oh, All the acapella groups did it. Freaking Lexington High School is this. But um, oh. that was, 
We didn't have a cappella groups. You didn't have a cappella groups? No. We had like a lot. But um, yeah, so people sent singing Valentines, and those were an extremely limited supply, like, because there's only so many singing groups. But um, yeah, and it was like embarrassing because they, they would come to your class and like call you up in front of the class and like sing to you. It's another problem. Yeah. All right, Alice, what is the uh, hot sauce? That is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Before we go, though, but like this call, this high school, this school in Maine, et cetera, this school district. Mm-hmm. So when when you say flatten it, it's like just take all the fun out of it. Yeah, no. Give the kids something mundane to do and then inform them that they're having fun. Yeah. No wonder why these people are fat, disgusting, short, purple hair. No, they rings. actually hate joy and happiness. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they celebrate the art that's just a horrific and terrible and everything. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Alice, we have one message. Are okay, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Uh, it's 14 degrees here. I don't know how cold it is. Where about, about you? About Use 30. twos. Use twos. Use twos are. Sounds like Alphonse Capone. Um, but, you know, not the much Chiefs you can game do is 14 degree too. weather. Nobody wants to be out in this. Nobody. Speaking of, Taylor Swift is so ruining football. How is she ruining football? She's just, she's just I go to sports blonde. events and dance around in the seats Stop too. I haven't, seats. I haven't. I haven't. You're ruining fit baseball. You I, are. I, I You're not to dance baseball. again. We're getting rid of like Valentine's Day. We're getting rid of you dancing. Enough. That's you see Fenway Park when you had just let, John Kylie on the on the organ Taylor or Shermfeller or whoever it was. You didn't have this problem. The chicks never showed up. Now they've come in and are ruining. Just sports. let me and Taylor Swift and all the other basic white girls in our pink hats come and pretend we like the sport. Just snow squall warning else. Conditions mm-hmm. are expected to last until four forty five. And dance in the seats. Just you know, let us live. No. Um. So I'm just sitting at home. <laughs> Watching uh, cop videos and stuff like body cam. Mm-hmm. One guy had appeared to be either his father or grandfather's ears in his pockets. Mm, excellent. Uh, each ear in each pocket. Like, why? That's like severely effed up. That is crazy. Clearly, this person has to be on drugs or something, or a demonic or something. I don't get it. Years. Yeah. Why? I'd say demons Why? probably are involved. Why? Yes, Justin, I would say so. Speaking of Taylor Swift, though, did you see the girl that I sent you that um, made her and Brittany Mahomes' coats out of jerseys? Oh, is she hot? Yeah, I, I saw she's like she married made... to some other football oh, player on the 49ers. Hot, I don't think. You don't like her? Uh, do I like I her? I thought you'd like her. But anyway, in the theme of girls ruining sports, she has Does these Instagram videos. But on the other hand, didn't want to miss out on all the playoff actions, so I got working on these jackets right away. I wanted to keep the girlies warm she, like, since cuts I heard up this all could these, potentially be uh, the coolest NFL, NFL jerseys game in history. Stuff and, like, makes, like, so I made sure to add some extra puff and a nice thick I mean, these puffy coats aren't Beauty doesn't always have to be pain, right? Here's the finished product. I absolutely love how they turned out. They look incredible on them. Wow, this is such a pinch me moment. Let me know what you guys... She is kind of hot. <laughs> uh, hey, by the way, I figured out... Um... Some of the outfits that she's made out of jerseys and stuff, I think you would look... They're very... Uh, I don't know where she's from in the world, but um, they're, you know... 
they would fit in in an Eastern European club scene, let's say. Right, right. Uh, my activity. I want to just tell you, my I was during uh, supper two. Mm-hmm. I was touting this these videos that I'm watching now. And Your casseroles? It's my casseroles. It's style like, it with tricks. It's mm-hmm. this cute blonde lady who does this little boogie dance and then makes her casseroles, and she's utterly lovely. Give it a good shake and pour the milk on top of the pasta. Then add in two cups of chicken broth. Oh, give it a little stir. Accent. Add in three cups of shredded rotisserie chicken and drizzle about a quarter cup of ranch dressing on top. Add a block of cream cheese to the side. We set. love that. I don't know if that's Jersey or New York, but I am all for it. I love a good filthy accent. i got to be honest with you, Alice. It is bueno to me. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. Like we said, um, no Patreon show today because I have to run, but uh, we will be back. Um, Look we'll out do for a, the squall. Maybe we'll do a Patreon show could tomorrow be, be for uh, the holiday. And um, and we will talk to you then. Thanks, obviously, for listening. If you are on Patreon watching the live stream, you can join that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. Um, thank you guys so much for doing that. Otherwise, you can always watch and listen to the show for free. That's at burnbarrelpodcast.com. C'est la vie Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.